The Paul McLoon Show on Today FM. Today FM with Paul McLoon. Josh McClory, the new single, Crazy, of course. It is actually out on Friday and the man himself is on the line. Josh, good evening. How are you? Good evening, sir. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you very much. So congratulations on the, the, the two two great tracks. I have to say, probably not what most people would have been expecting a Josh McClory track to sound like. In either instance, uh, a very, very different sound for you. How much was the, the the fact that you've been like the rest of the country, but creatively speaking, you've been in lockdown. Has this been a, a result of being surrounded by, you know, computers and electronic equipment? Did that yeah, mean- I mean, I think with, with these first two tracks, I, I had written them pre-lockdown, but I think like, yeah, I, I guess like spending periods of time at home and just being around my, yeah, like being around my computer and spending most of the time in my shed and just like, yeah. you know, just trying out different things because I suppose I, I went through a process of making music for, I guess, 10 years really where like it was you know so, so band based and like st- sitting in the room with a, with a group of people and trying to come up with something collectively whereas this was sort of me just left to my own devices and you know uh, all my devices are electronic <laughs> <laughs> and has, has the guitar very much taken a backseat for your own stuff now or when we get an album I presume we will be getting an album at some point yeah. um, will we find more guitar based tracks among those yeah, there's a lot of guitar in the tra- in in the tracks, but in these, I guess these first two, I think with the very first one as well, I just kind of wanted to, you know, put it aside for a minute and just sort of, t- you know, for me, like sort of singing was like a huge thing, and like actually putting my voice on record and it being, you know, like the main voice for the first time, I, I was so preoccupied with that and like tr- sort of getting over that mental hurdle that you know I sort of put the guitar down for a bit and I mean I mean when I said I mean figuratively literally I haven't really put it down too much but yeah. uh, but you know it it's sort of I think I think as well I'm, I'm I'm coming to a point where I'm sort of trying to use the guitar more um, I suppose less frequently but a bit more purposely um, I I kind of ha- have a habit of like you know noodling for days and and, and you know endlessly playing so yeah I did I did moment. notice that you that, that you play a bit yeah yeah. <laughs> that was hard to miss in fairness the stripes um, you mentioned to taking on the role I guess the role of lead singer well solo artist is a different thing yeah. but um, yeah putting your voice out there was that a big psychological leap for you? yeah initially it was for sure um, I think when you're you know, like when I was in the band and, and sort of you're kind of able to hide behind you know obviously Ross's voice which, which is incredible but like to be able to kind of blend in with somebody is is a much safer um, you know place than to be sort of like exposed and, and you know I think singing for a lot of people is the most exposed I mean it's your own voice but it's the most exposed instrument so kind of yeah just getting comfortable with that and like comfortable with other people hearing it and now I'm sort of looking at it as an instrument now as opposed to, you know, oh, this is the thing that's all about me, you know. Yeah, I've, I've actually never been comfortable <laughs> with my... <laughs> well, you did. Honest <laughs> oh, to God. I, I still, I, I just like, oh, no, God, no, you know, I, 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 I don't think about it so much in a live context, but certainly in the studio, um, yeah. I, I still am quite self-conscious about that. So I know exactly what you mean. And, you know, that's the only thing I have to worry about is the singing, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it can be tricky. Yeah, for sure. Um, You're back in... In Cavett. I mean, I was hoping when we were having this conversation that lockdown would be something that was very much in the rear view. That, as we know, yeah. is is not now the case. Um, of course. But uh, how how much has has being back home? I mean, you you must have a what age are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I uh, just turned twenty five a few weeks ago. Like twenty five, you must have a pretty uh, not unique, but a different perspective on things than, with all respect, the other guys your age 
uh, in uh, your town. You, does, does it, do you feel a lot different from the, from the, the folks around you? Um, sometimes, um, some, sometimes I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a really good family. I've got a really good friends. So, you know, if I wasn't doing this, they'd still be my family and my friends. Like, you know, I kind of, they're very grinding people and, you know, we've got things that were quite, you know, that we've got in common that, you know, that aren't music. But I think, like, I think lockdown's really solidified, like, the, you know, the importance that, you know, people attach to music and being a musician or whatever uh, and the sort of, I guess, the world around it. Sometimes mm. we, we attach, attach, like, importance to that, whereas being stuck in my shed for six months has really just put the importance on playing and just like, you know, and, and so kind of being back in Calvin, you know, when, when I, definitely when I didn't expect to be back and, you know, being back with my family um, quite out of the blue, um, kind of just reshaped things and, and, and definitely, made, definitely made me feel a lot more connected to Calvin. I mean, which is I, I, probably sound, sounds ironic because I never stopped talking about it, but um, yeah. I, I definitely feel a lot more connected to the people there. And, and, you know, I guess now that we have this collective... Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say collective suffering, but I guess it is like that. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier to sort of relate to other people, and and maybe that's you know one of the very few positives out of this whole year. Well, it's great to hear someone speak about about a positive. I guess I mean, obviously, we 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 are all very focused in a way. Uh, again, perhaps a kind of a weird left-handed positive out of lockdown might be people's uh, genuine focus on their own mental health and the mental health of others. Yeah. So to hear somebody say that something actually good came out of it, I think is 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 actually helpful. It, it gives people a, maybe a, a offers a different way to approach it mentally. Perhaps it must have been also. Yeah. I mean, for you, uh, yeah. coming out of the whole stripes thing. I mean, that was that was a few years out of your life. Your very young life at the time. And sure. it must have felt a bit like being, you know, and you know, in Star Trek where the Enterprise goes into warp speed and it goes into that mad big <laughs> tunnel. Thing. I mean, it must have it must have been like being in that, and then to suddenly not be in that and be uh, back in in a very familiar environment, but you've had that experience and you're in a very enclosed kind of thing. It's it's like just somebody slammed on the brakes, I guess. Yeah, it's it's like you know it. it probably without sounding too dark, it felt like I was in a, you know, you feel like you're almost in a cult when you're in a band, you know, you're quite like, everything is about the band and everything is about that little world and then to sort of step outside that world afterwards, you're kind of like, oh, this is actually, you know, I've got a better sort of uh, idea of, <laughs> I guess, reality and then society than when I was in the actual thing itself because, you know, you get, you know yourself, like you get tunnel vision and yeah. you're sort of in this sort of thing that that's constantly moving this sort of machine and then to step outside of that I mean to be honest with you I think it's aside from the band itself leaving the band is probably you know and the band spinning up was the biggest growth you know experience for me in terms of you know oh what now and, and like what do I do when you know this machine that you know we've put together that's been running for years has stopped like hmm. where do I look to now and, and like you know thankfully it's, it's music again and of course you were uh, you were much in demand by uh, I suppose most notably Paul Weller among others uh, as a session player that must have uh, I guess um, broadened your palette of, of experience I guess it must have fed into yeah. your creativity massively definitely, I would have thought definitely for I mean Weller it, the biggest thing I took from from him, I mean, aside from, um, I, I can't stress enough how good of a guitar player he is. I think oh yes, very true. He's criminally underrated yeah. guitar player, but but the thing that I picked up from him mostly was just like his attitude towards working and like the, he never 
he's never not in the control room or in the live room. Like he doesn't really take breaks. He's always there with an idea, and, and he never stops from the minute he gets up in the day until he goes to bed. And like, so so getting that sort of like attitude from somebody, and or like at least being able to experience that, was really helpful. But but yeah, musically too. Like I mean, I think, and I'm sure you you, you know you can, you know, vouch for this as well. It's like leaving uh, a group of players and like the guys in the Stripes are such good players to leave that and then play with different types of musicians has been such a you know a, a learning curve and, and, and a lot, there's been a lot of growth from that too like learning learning from people who play different styles and, and you know learning to fit in with their kind of you know their own you know, sort of groove or, or tempo or whatever they hold We should mention I suppose at this point that the the, the, the other guys have gone their own way they've got the, the Zen Arcade thing going now yeah. but there's no bad blood there. There's no no hard feelings. No, no. I mean, like, you know, when we initially broke up, it was very hard because, you know, like anything, you spend 10 years together and it's sort of, then that's cut off and, you know, it's it's quite a huge thing. But, like, you know, when the more the, the longer this goes on and the, the sort of further away from the band I am, you know, in, in a time sense, you know, the more I can just look back at it and appreciate what it was, but also appreciate the fact that we were, like, you know, 13, 14 years old. And yeah, like, it was... You know, it was just crazy. Yeah. From 14 that you <laughs> yeah. have now. Like, you know, for me, like, I have very few friends from that age that, you know, I, I've still managed to keep. And, like, it's sort of, people get in, you know, people get interested into different things. And for us, we were just into different music. And I think, I think it was a really good call. And I, I think that they feel that too, because, you know, everyone's making what they want to make now. And, yeah. and, and ultimately, you know, that's the most important thing. I'll be honest with you, I never would have said it at the time. Uh, but I did worry. You were so young, uh, the Stripes, and it, it was happening so fast and you were going so far so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I did worry. I, I, I ju- Just even as a parent, I was kind of looking at you going, oh God, I hope that, I hope everybody's going to be okay here. And it's great. Yeah. It's great to see that you, you did get out the other side unscathed. Uh, I appreciate that a lot. I mean, I mean, yeah, a couple of cuts and bruises, but uh, nothing that doesn't heal. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's sort of, I think like what what you're saying at the beginning, like I, I I guess I've had quite a different experience than most people my age, but to sort of now feel like I'm at a point where I'm kind of more connected with, you know, people who don't do music, uh, I feel quite good. I feel like I've come out of it pretty pretty well. Well, I wish you all the best. Uh, continued success. Congratulations on Crazy and congratulations on Everything Was Easy. Uh, come to that. We're going to hear that next with the swearing. So just so everybody uh, knows, there will be a bit of swearing involved in the next track. Um, just briefly, uh, before I, I let you go, what can we expect release-wise moving forward now? Uh, has the new lockdown changed the plans or what's happening? No, I'm just going to plow on with releasing music. I mean, there, I had some, you know, ideas for doing some live stream shows and stuff like that, but I'm going to have to think about that again. But in terms of releasing, um, yeah, I, I'm hopefully going to get another two singles out this year, maybe one at the end of November and one around Christmas time. Uh, it's not a cover of Fairytale New York. Um, but uh, yeah, two more okay. singles this year and then, uh, then, then an EP hopefully early next year too. Brilliant stuff. Well, we look forward to it. Keep us posted and... Uh... Continued success and continued uh, creativity there in uh, in Cavan and uh, all the best. Uh, if you bump into any of the rest of the lads, say hi to me. Uh, hi for 100%. me, rather. Yeah, 100% Paul. And uh, yeah, do take care. I'll talk to you again soon. All right, take care, buddy. All Thanks the so best, much. Josh. Cheers. All right, bye-bye. The Paul McLean Show on Today FM.